welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter, and I am in studio with Eli McCann today. Hello. Eli, before we get started, we need to... Um, some housekeeping. Some housekeeping, a little bit of sad news. Nick has... Passed changed. away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope... Yikes. If Nick ever dies, I hope we, <laughs> we don't present it in that tone. Just a little bit of housekeeping. <laughs> Um, Nick has taken a new job and he is working in a location that is very far from the studio. So he will no longer be a regular host with us. We hope to have him on from time to time. He's not going to be a regular host. He's going to be a cool, cool host. host. He's going to be one of those people like, oh, thank goodness they brought Nick on. I'm so tired of listening <laughs> to these two. Um, we have some plans for the hype mind moving forward. We'll keep you in the loop about that. But for today, we're just going to kind of talk about what we've been watching uh, a little bit of a shorter episode um, and we'll have more of a theme next week. But Eli, why don't you tell me what it is you've been consuming media-wise? I've been consuming quite a lot of new things, so I'm going to run through those. I started a new podcast called The Bechdel Cast. Oh, right. Tell me about it. I'm... Uh, hmm. eh. okay, okay, so The Bechdel Cast is another pop culture podcast where they review movies, and the point of the podcast is they dissect movies and consider the movie's portrayal of women, which is like an interesting yeah. concept. And so they, are, then I assume the hosts are women. Yeah, the hosts are women. They'll, okay. they'll have guests on. Sometimes the guests are men, but for the most part, it's a lot of women. Okay. And it's they'll take movies. I, the first one I listened to was Sleepless in Seattle, and they walk through, and they're pretty funny, and they kind of make fun of the, the movie from beginning to end. And then they do like an analysis about how does this portray women. Sure. Um, does it pass the Bechdel test, which is does the movie feature at least one conversation between two women that right. is not about a man? Right. And it's kind of a fun idea. What I will say, the parts that bug me a little bit is it is a little bit of if woke Twitter turned into a podcast. And so every once in a while, they'll harp on these issues in films that are. I'm like, OK, like let's. An impossible okay. standard. Yeah, it's okay for us to just have like a fun thing to enjoy. We don't have to be mad about everything. Right. So that bugs me a little bit. They did an episode about Love, Simon that I listened to the other day that really irritated me. And I don't even like the movie Love, Simon, but they were like very bothered by the fact that there weren't enough women in that movie. And I was like, that movie wasn't for you. Like, No, that's not a movie about women. It's not a movie about women. And then they were also very upset that, well, yeah, it portrayed the story of a gay person, but it wasn't a gay person of color. So it didn't really tell the story of everyone. And it's just... Was so, it supposed to? No. And so yeah. that's that's what irritates me is like... They sometimes they hold like media to a standard that I'm like, that's not possible. Yeah. There, there just will never be a film that represents everybody everywhere in the exact right way for you. And so I get a little bit irritated by that. I'm critical of media, but I try not to be like so critical that you're just being mad all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That said, I'm being entertained by it, and I would recommend that you go check it out, find, see if they've reviewed movies that you like. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, and I know we've talked about The Office a lot on this podcast, so I'm not going to talk for an hour about The Office, but I want to say I have a very fun thing that's happening in my life right now. Please. I have a friend who somehow lived in this world from 1980 until today without ever having any exposure to the office. My friend Matt 
text me last no, week. What? No, I know. What? I know. Like he, he he knows what it is. He knew he knew that it was a show. Okay. And he knew that it was a comedy, and that was about it. And so last week he texted me and he was like, I just started this show called The Office on Netflix. Have you heard of it? And I thought he was joking. And so I was like, no, what is that? You know, and I I thought like we were just joking. And he was like, oh, well, it has Steve Carell in it. And it was really popular and, you know, whatever. And he was being so serious. that I was like, wait, are you serious? You've never seen The Office? And he was like, no. So I have the joy now of watching someone watch The Office for the first time without any understanding of what's coming. How far is he? He finished season two last weekend. Okay, that's probably the best season. Oh, well, seasons two and three are probably peak Office. I have a special place in my heart for the final season. But anyway, he... uh, it's been so fun to like see him and he'll be like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what, like, I just saw this part on The Office. And, and what I keep having to tell him is like in season two left us on such a cliffhanger because that's when Jim confesses his love to Pam. And I keep telling him like, you are so lucky because we had to wait four months mm-hmm. to find out how mm-hmm. she was going to respond to that. Yes. But so on Sunday, because he's been talking about it, I've it's been making me go back and watch like certain episodes because I'm like, oh, I want to see what that. And so I rewatched the season two finale when Jim finally confesses his love for Pam. And I just want to say, I think that I forget how good John Krasinski is in that show because he's kind of like the straight man that... Mm-hmm. He, there's, it's not a flashy performance, and so he's not the person that you think about very often. Mm-hmm. He, his performance in that episode when he tells Pam that he has feelings for her is phenomenal. And when she, like, starts rejecting him and, like, this tear just kind of rolls down his face and he can't even look at her. And, like, the whole—both of them are very, very good in that. And I really think that might be one of the best TV scenes of all time. Do you remember, like, how much that captivated oh. everybody? Yes. And it— holds up yeah i was just like this is exceptional television if i saw anything like this now i would be super happy to see it again i have something to say about the office what there's this thing where people are like the office sucks the office isn't even funny who like you know twitter get Um, rid of twitter (laughs) burn it down but i think it's like one of those things where when a thing hits a tipping point where more people like it than don't, mm. people reject that and yeah. say, like, no, it's not cool because people like it. Mm-hmm. The Office was pretty revolutionary for the time. Yeah. And just because it's been mimicked since doesn't mean it's not original. Yeah. And it is funny. And everybody shut up. No, and I, and I get it. I think, like, most of us have a tendency on some level to dislike something just because people like it so much. Yeah, it's insecurity. It's, in, it's insecurity. It's a desire to be different. Have refined taste. Yeah, and I, I certainly fall prey to it all the time. And every once in a while, I have to, I have to remind myself, like, Eli, it's not cool to hate things just yeah. because people like them. And I went, for example— I, like, had a negative view of Taylor Swift and her body of work. Oh, do you like the new album? I don't. I I don't. It's not for me. Okay. It's just not for me. But, like, I had when Taylor Swift would come on, I'd be like, ugh, Taylor Swift, you know, whatever. And I think that was a very popular thing to be that way. And then I had a friend about a year ago who loves Taylor Swift, and she's very unabashed about it. And she's just like, whatever. I love Taylor Swift. I love her music. I don't care what anybody thinks. And I said something negative about it in front of her, and she just, like, went quiet for a second. And she was like, 
that doesn't make you better than me that you don't like this. Ooh. And she's like, and the fact that you tell me like are raining on my parade on this actually makes you a little worse. And it was it like kind of caught me off guard and it hit, it completely kind of changed how I view when when I see somebody who is very excited about some media that it's harmless. Yeah. You know, it's not like making them a worse person or whatever. And they're really excited about a media that doesn't resonate with me. I have been a lot more careful to be like, yeah, that is a cool thing about that piece of media that you like. I get I get why you like that we, instead of just crapping on it all the time. For our other podcast, Strangerville, we interviewed Shelby Hintzy oh, yeah. uh, about the Jonas Brothers. Shelby Hintzy is great on Twitter. She's a big Utah Twitter personality. She's a good um, follow. She's a good follow. Um, we talked to her about her Jonas Brothers fandom when she was in high school or a little before and she put it i hope i don't butcher this but it was like not yucking on others yums yeah that's what and she how said. important it is to just let people like what they like if you don't like it fine but don't make them feel bad for liking it yeah and it's like being able to enjoy some piece of media is like a really cool thing to have it's in your life fun. that's why it exists and so like why you don't, I don't want people to do that about stuff that I like, and so I don't, I'm trying not to do that with other people's things. The point is, though, The Office is exceptional, and anybody who disagrees needs to die. <laughs> yes. The exception <laughs> to that rule is if you don't like The Office, you are an idiot. <laughs> okay, I finally started. You've recommended two different comedy shows on Netflix, and I've been watching them simultaneously to a point that I can't distinguish the two, and so I truly don't know which one is which anymore great but, yeah one of them is characters yeah and that's where a comedian will be able to come in and kind of write their own standalone episode and do whatever they want within the episode it's very clever um some of the episodes are funnier than the others there is a there is a scene in one of the episodes i tech i texted meg a video of me recording my tv screen and i'm shaking because i'm laughing so hard <laughs> where <laughs> They they go to like a strip club and the stripper gets up and she like turns on her song to dance to like strip to and it's Ben Folds Brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so mm-hmm. funny. pretty great. It is really funny. And then <laughs> the other one is uh, I think you should leave, which is a show by Tim Robinson, mm-hmm. who I was not very familiar with. It's very hit or miss with me. I think Tim Robinson's humor seems to be a lot of like straight man yelling. You know, it's a lot of like him screaming at somebody. And mm-hmm. so it gives me a little bit of a headache. Yeah. No, I there were some sketches I liked a lot better than others. Yeah. I think Loaded Nachos might be my favorite. Okay. The Loaded Nachos sketch was really funny. He goes on a blind date or a first date with somebody and she keeps eating all of the nachos that have the meat on them. It's really funny. And he like approaches the waiter and it, like tries to tell the waiter to tell her that there's a rule that when you're sharing nachos, <laughs> you can't eat the ones with all the meat because he doesn't want to do it himself. And she quickly figures out what's happening. And the ensuing interaction is just very uncomfortable. I also really like the car focus group. Yeah, that's the probably the most popular one, right? Yes. There's also one where uh, he's wearing a hot dog costume. Yeah. He's driving a hot dog car. Well, this hot dog car crashes into a store window, and everyone's like, who did this? And Tim Robinson is wearing a hot dog costume. He's like, yeah, guys. <laughs> who did this? It's pretty funny. It's really absurd. The The one that probably made me laugh the hardest, I think this was from his, I think this was from Characters, mm-hmm. but it was his episode because he gets an episode on Characters, yeah. and it's he works at a limousine 
um like booking place office okay, i haven't seen it and it's with like a bunch of guys who are just they are like pranksters and he comes in and they keep trying to prank him but every time they prank him like some piece of his like very tragic history comes out and so they just like it like deflates the prank <laughs> and it's like in a very debbie downer way and it is so well written. Skylar and I were crying. We were laughing so hard at this sketch. You should go watch his episode generally. It's pretty good. Have you seen the John Early characters episode? John Early. Remind me like what what he, happens in He's it. engaged and he's giving us he, he's getting married to his fiance in upstate New York and he gives a speech at their rehearsal day. <laughs> you need to watch it. Okay, I don't think I've seen that episode it's yet. It's like right after gay marriage becomes legal and he like keeps talking about like he makes reference to the ruling. Like he's just like very self-important about being gay and being married. Uh-huh. And he, he's like accusing everyone of like causing opposition in his life where his parents are like the most supportive people in the whole world. It's victim mentality. And his, you know, I don't want to ruin it. So okay. there's like a part where it becomes clear that his fiance is giving a more heartfelt speech. <laughs> he can't handle it. <laughs> okay, so it's really great. I, I recommend it mostly if you're looking for just like some kind of dumb comedy to yeah put on in the background. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. What have you been watching? Uh, I finished both seasons of Instant Hotel that are available on yeah. Netflix, and I feel like. Someone who is close to me is gone. You love it that much. I it was so comforting. Okay, I'm watching it. Something oh, about them being Australian. Uh, something about them being Airbnbs. So they're not really hotels, but they're people trying to make them like as nice as possible. And like seeing the way people think other people want their house to be, hmm. and like sometimes they're on, sometimes they're way off. The personalities were just really fun to watch interact. I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. I'm in. But again, it's good for like low brain power yeah. viewing. It's yeah. like you don't need to give it a ton of attention. Um, we have started watching. It's called The Boys. It's on Amazon. Okay. And it's a superhero show. But the premise is superheroes are actually dirtbags. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it's like a money-making operation to be a superhero, to be part of the superhero corporation. And there's people who want to take superheroes down because a lot of these superheroes have, like, murdered innocent people huh. in their effort to get to the top. Um, it's very dark, but it's funny. and It's, it's like a, it's a dark comedy? Yeah, yeah, but also kind of like a thriller. Oh. Kind of a little bit of everything. Okay. And it's uh, it's it's adult. It's definitely adult. Um, it's along the same lines of like Deadpool, like where mm. this is a superhero movie, but it's it's gonna make you rethink superheroes. Okay, uh, we're a few episodes into that. It's entertaining. I'm enjoying it. It's very well made. Um, Succession. Succession is so good. Are you caught up? I I got halfway through this most recent episode, and I had to I had to take a break. So it's um. I recently learned that the creator of Succession came from the camp that did In the Loop and Veep. Oh, okay. Which makes like a lot yeah, of sense. It does because it's it's very smart it's in the way Veep smart. is smart. It, about yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, the writing's very smart. 
we were watching last night and I couldn't help but wonder how large their budget is because their locations and their wardrobe mm-hmm. are perfect. They are, yeah. And I would just love to get a peek into what the expenses are of that show. Mm-hmm. The performances are so good. Mm-hmm. There's not anyone who I'm like, man, they really need to like pick it up. Everyone yeah. else is outperforming them. Like They're across the board amazing. Yeah. I hate all of them. Oh, yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. Right? It's it is kind of a stressful movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something weird about when I watch it and seeing how miserable they are and how much I would not want any of their lives. And knowing that the difference between them and me, like, really is the money. Yeah. And it's it kind of, like, weirds me out to just be like, oh, I guess I don't want money because that's what I'm seeing and this looks terrible and I hate their lives But then so you look much. at their apartment and you're like, oh, but I do want that apartment. I don't know. Like, there's there has been no part of this show that has made wealth look appealing to me. Like, truly no part their of it. Their apartments are pretty nice. But there's, like, a scene in the episode last night where they're being asked to do something and I'm like, I would just quit right then and there. Logan Roy is asking them to do something and it's like humiliating. Yeah. I'm like, why are these people doing that? And I was like, oh yeah, money. Yeah. They're getting paid so much. They don't want to lose their inheritance. They don't want to whatever. Else. Well, these are just like his employees yeah. Yeah. who are making millions. It's like, there's really very few things that people won't do for money. So it's an interesting show. Yeah. Interesting dive into human nature. Um, And then... Oh, I have to say one thing about Succession, though. This is really funny. So we were watching characters, and I think you should leave last night. Mm -hmm. And Skylar was, like, kind of doing some homework, like, mindless homework while it was happening and, like, watching and laughing or whatever. And then I finished characters, and I guess he didn't realize the episode ended, and I started Succession. And we get literally 10 minutes into Succession, and he goes, huh, this one's a really long sketch. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... Of what? And he was like, that show. And he's like, I don't really get the joke, though. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, this is an HBO drama now. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was really confused for a while. (laughs) I was like, yes, we are no longer watching a zany sketch comedy show. We are watching a very heavy drama now. Way to pick up on the tone. Also, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, mm mm-hmm. They... For the first time, are focusing on a same-sex relationship. What? Yeah, there's a woman who is on Paradise. Of course, it's a lesbian. What? What makes you say that? It, because just keep going. Is is it easier for people to accept a lesbian? It will draw in more viewers. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a reason why, like, ninety percent of the portrayal of gay relationships in media, it's always lesbians. But it's like unreal. It's usually unrealistic lesbians. It's usually like orange is the new black. Two hot women. Yeah. Yeah, they're both very good looking. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was on Paradise. She started dating this guy. She's like, look, I got to tell you, I was dating someone back home. It's a woman. And he's like, okay, well, I'm fine with that being a woman, but do you still have feelings for her? And she's like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. And then Chris Harrison, like, you know, has, like, dollar signs in his eyes. He's like, well, let's bring her here. Yeah. And so now the woman's there, and they're pursuing that relationship. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It's going to be interesting to see how America reacts. Yeah. My hope is that it's not a big deal, but I've been disappointed before. (laughs) By America. By America. Yeah. In the last four years, specifically. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been watching. We're going to go see Hobbs and Shaw this week. (sighs) 
It's going to be so fun. It is going to be a great time. And we will report back. Uh, we might bring on a guest for that. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.